Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to the Influence Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Monet. The Influence Podcast is a place where I sit down with influencers in the faith, entrepreneurs, and creatives to have combos about how they balance living life out loud on social media while walking with God. This is also a space where my friends and I will discuss certain cultural topics like dating, modesty, friendship, and sex, and how our faith has influenced the way we think about them. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are rounding out our mid-season series centered on couples in their first year of marriage. For this week's episode, we have Marley and Aaron Dickens. So the Dickens met at the gym and have been lifting the weight of a relationship together in all the right ways to achieve maximum gains ever since. For them, preparation and order is key to all that they do and how they work together as a team. In other words, they put in that work. Dive into our conversation about creating systems in marriage, the art of communication in a relationship, surrendering your non-negotiables list, and why people consider them to be quote-unquote old-fashioned in their dating and engagement process. At the time of this podcast recording, the Dickens are currently on the cusp of eight months of marriage. Take a listen. Okay. Aaron and Marley, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. Um, can you guys just tell everybody a little bit of who are you, how long you guys have been married, and just a little bit about your dating story, engagement story up until where you are today? Okay, so my first then. So my name is Marley, Marley Dickens. I am a regular person. Um, yep, live in DC, work in DC as a designer. Um, recently married to this guy, and happy to be here. Thank you for having us, Brianna. And I am Aaron Dickens, husband of Marley Dickens, and live and work in D.C. Yeah, that's really it about us. We met at a gym and uh, met in 2019. Slowly moved into where we are now, which is married. Awesome. So how long from the time that you guys met to the time that you guys started dating, how long was that? We met in July of 2019. And then, well, no, we met, wait, we met before that. We met in 2018, but we didn't start dating until July of 2019. Yeah. Okay. For context, we went to the same gym as Aaron said. So we'd seen each other at the gym Mm -hmm. for about a year. We'd be noticing it so um just hadn't talked before so a year later after that after having seen each other for a year that's when we actually had our first date had our first conversation in person okay awesome and how long have you guys been married we have been married this is our fifth year of marriage we got married fifth month (laughs) (laughs) month yes yes we got married in april of this year it is now september it is months yes Although COVID made it, it's making it feel like a long time already. Yeah. Each COVID month is a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> I agree. So if you guys could sum up your marriage experience thus far in one to two sentences, how would you describe it? One to two uh, sentences. So I can try. Okay. So it's been five months, as we said. Mm-hmm. I'd say or my one sentence is continually learning ourselves and each other yeah really short sentence but that's can sum up kind of everything yeah yeah i'd agree and but for the sake of maybe trying to say something different 
Uh, <laughs> maybe it would be growing in grace and patience. Yeah, growing in grace and patience toward one another and ourselves individually mm. and as a couple. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So for you guys, did you think that you'd be married at this stage of life that you're at now? And kind of elaborate on that. Go first. Me? Okay. Mm -hmm. I had my thoughts on what I wanted and what age I wanted to be married at. Mm -hmm. Did I think that was going to happen? I feel like that one question can be broken out into two or three different uh, sections. Yeah, no, but um, I definitely think that I wanted to be married at 26, um, 25, 26, and I was, that that happened. Yeah. Part of me said that it might not happen, though, Mm. um, because I went on several dates before Marley, and those were nowhere near close of someone I had in mind. Mm -hmm. Or a wife, and nothing against those people. Yeah, um, didn't turn out the way I would have wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are people I've known for some time that I thought might be good. Yeah, but that didn't happen. So, but it turned out well. The next one was the best one. That's true. And um, amazing. So when you were when you were growing up, how long? Like, what age did you think you were going to be married? Um, I actually never thought of that when I was younger, but I know I knew I always want I always wanted to be married when I was in my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that as ideal. Okay. Um, I did not want to be a older father. I wanted to be a young father, and the only way to do that was to marry younger, right? Um, and eventually have kids younger. So that's that's how I rationalized that. But I never really thought about it when I was, whatever, junior high. <laughs> Maybe like little light bulbs came on, but nothing that I meditated on. Yeah. All. Yeah. So I I did think about it. And I'd say like I, I thought about it in high school mm-hmm. and college and in my early 20s. Because I'm in my late half of my 20s now. And so I always like throughout all of those eras, I pictured myself getting married in my 30s. Yeah. And like was really conceptual conceptualized it as something like really far off mm-hmm. um that I would do when I was like 30 because I always pictured like when I'm 30 I'll be ready everything will be like set together in the box <laughs> um yeah I just felt like I would be like mature enough I would like know myself a lot then mm-hmm. um I would be at the life stage that I want to be at as far as like finances and having things that I wanted or felt that I needed for life mm-hmm. and um it's That's also cool. similar like what my parents did okay um I think they were late 20s, early 30s um, as well. So I just, yeah, that was like the vision I always had. And so to be married at 27, just how old I was when we were married, is not what I envisioned, but I'm very happy that it did happen. So it feels like the perfect time. Awesome. I love that. And so for you guys, I know this might be taboo for some, for others, it might be a no brainer, but did you do premarital counseling? Yes, we did. We did. We For did sure. about we did about nine months of premarital counseling. Wow. We did it through, yeah, our church yeah. and um, a couple at our church. Who shout out to Selena Katrina? Thank you so much again for counseling <laughs> us. It's a lot of significant time. They have a family. They 
Whole welcomed family. us into their home wow. for multiple sessions and counseled us, as well as um, our pastor uh, also did several sessions with us. So we got lots of counseling before, mm-hmm. and it was one of the best decisions that we've made so far. And yeah. You want to you speak on it a little bit? For sure. I actually want to um, correct premarital counseling, although it was premarital, mm-hmm. it was before you even engaged. Okay, because we I was about to, to say, wow, pre like nine months? That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, before there's any sort of ring involved, I think that's the best thing you could ever do. You know, damage control Mm -hmm. in a sense. I don't want to um, mislead anybody. Right. Um, Neither do, yeah, I want want to set an example. Mm -hmm. So making sure that this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life with before there's any any ring there's no ring <laughs> and that's what that's what we did so um yeah nine, would, nine months ten months something like yeah. that's crazy and i would just just add to that one of the big benefits of doing counseling whether it's like premarital or pre-engagement counseling is it prompts you to think about and talk about things that you might not otherwise bring up yeah so dating mm. uh, it's a lot of fun it's a lot of getting to know you having fun experiences you tend to think about cultivating like good moments with each other yeah. during that stage and it's not necessarily on your list to talk about really hard things right so things that will be really important in your so it, it kind of forces you which like a lot of people do need that yeah it forces you to think about those things talk about them the and mediator. Hash, hash them out like in a healthy way with people so things like finances, um, family dynamics and family mm-hmm. trauma, um, career, careers, Car- importance of career, yeah, marriage. yeah, things that you do need to talk about before even church homes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also what was really big for us were tools. We were given a lot of tools. Mm. Uh, yeah. Communication. Communicate. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Communication tools for when things aren't going so well. Mm-hmm. Um, learning and learning how to communicate during times when you're just upset mm-hmm. and showing each other that maybe this is something that I don't want to talk about here. And these are ways I can say that in the moment of saying, hey, I really don't want to dive into that. Um, maybe we can talk about it later and then giving a time frame of when that would be. Um, I think that's just a huge that's been a huge help and diffuser to just understand not only like we can just talk about this later, Mm -hmm. but we're able to sit back and say, this is a a, a tough point for the other person. And we can, we can step back and identify that like, Oh, that was the issue right, right here. It's not string of issues. It's literally out that that's the one that hurt Mm -hmm. me or, and we can talk about it later in detail when tensions have um, subsided. Set, yeah, subsided and settled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys named a lot of really great things. For each of you, what was the biggest takeaway that you got from your time in pre-engagement and premarital counseling? I, I just named the, the one that I will be, you know, I think I will work on for the rest of my life. Yeah. And... It's just communication. Mm-hmm. It's not just speaking in general, but how I say, learning what I say, mm-hmm. 
And these are not just bad things. This is affirming and encouraging words and even learning how to say those properly. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you can think you're saying something encouraging and it turns out it's not. Um, Learning literally just how to communicate, um, I think, was my my biggest takeaway. And that's grown on me Mm -hmm. so much for um, my wife. Yeah. Um, That's my biggest takeaway. I think one of the like common threads, because we talked through a lot of topics in um, counseling, mm-hmm. but the common thread is similar to what you said, so communication and just realizing that um, this is a whole other person that you're now communicating with, relating to at so many different points. So remember, like he has an entirely different family upbringing. Yeah. It might be normal to discuss issues in this type of way, but it's not for mine. Right. So, and that same finances, his family may have treated money this way, but mine didn't. So it's all about communicating those differences, identifying them and then communicating them and not, um, not being afraid of those differences, but just kind yeah. of like bringing them to light and saying, okay, well, how can that, you know, help us? And how does it maybe hurt us? And we need to look out for that. So it just prepares you to consider uh, where things might go wrong, where they might go right. And like how to prepare for those different points. Right. Yeah. Um, listening is a huge part of communication. So it's less speaking some, a lot of times and more listening. Wasn't that a part of like the tool is just like literally I, I am going to listen and yeah. Anyway, but yeah, um, listening is just a big part of that. Yeah. It seems like you guys have a lot of really great tools in your tool bag. And so (laughs) I actually got that from my therapist. She's like, here are the tools that you need in your tool bag. Um, bring the, bring the tools. Give me the tools. Yeah, it's, it's, it's serious. <laughs> tools are serious. Yeah. Bring them away. <laughs> yeah. So with that, and all that you guys have gone through in the past five months, or even prior to thinking about before, what was the transition like from being engaged to being married? It's been smooth in certain ways. Okay. And abrupt in certain ways as well. So smooth in the sense that. We really liked spending time together. We had kind of like a formula mm-hmm. of how we like structure our weeks where it's like we both oh get gosh, our stuff yeah. done. We both make sure we're doing this, this, and this, and then we hang out. That kind of respect. Like we still love spending time together. We yeah. just need to amplify the time we spend together. So that felt very natural. Mm-hmm. Um, it also felt very natural to kind of get organized with each other. So like we both like, in a, like an orderly clean household. Yeah. And we both had like our own cleaning schedule. So like it's not... Been, like one person's messy and one person's clean yeah we're both like yeah, let's clean together you know like that so it's been smooth like getting on the same page mm-hmm. structuring our our time has been smooth i'd say what's been abrupt is we didn't live together before we were married so yeah in a sense like, okay now a whole other person or a whole other <laughs> everything that they do in their downtime at home that is kind of like slapping two hands together right. you know for the first time yeah, just like two people being put in a space together yeah. and you, you see what happens. So there's some things that you're just not even prepared to think about. And you're like, oh, that's how you do that. Yeah. And so getting used to how each other operates in our home life, I think, is um, where it's been abrupt. And that not, that's not to say bad. It's just like an adjustment period. For right. example, I am just used to having a lot of downtime, like independent time to think. And I'm used to directing all my time. So it's just been an adjustment. Like I'm always... I'm always here mm-hmm. with you. It's COVID as well. So we're always <laughs> home. And so it's, yeah. it's still finding the time where I would normally do my to-do list and my planning and all that, all that kind of stuff. 
is different because our schedule is different. So I have to make sure I'm still building in time to do things I would normally do. Yeah. That I almost forget because I just I just want to hang out with him. So yeah. yeah. Things things like that. What's interesting is I com- I completely forgot that we literally didn't spend any time together through the whole Monday through Friday and then Saturday we would spend the whole day whole day together. Yeah. When we were dating. When, when we were dating and engaged and engaged yeah. and engaged and our marriage counselors called us old-fashioned <laughs> because we didn't spend multiple days together yeah. we were just yeah like we weren't, we weren't sleeping over each other's house and um not that there's anything wrong with that it's yeah. just like that's not what we were doing we just really like gave each other a whole day but then we were just very busy and like that was just how our schedule fell so yeah. would you say that that was intentional with you guys spending like the whole day together Yes. Oh, for sure. Because we knew we weren't seeing each other during the week Mm -hmm. and spending a whole day together, not that spending multiple days together wouldn't be more beneficial because it probably would have been, but when you're (laughs) hanging out from 10 a.m. all the way to 10, 11 p.m., you kind of get to see people in different phases, Mm -hmm. um, just energy levels throughout the day, see how people start start to just act in different situations which is helpful mm-hmm. um the more informa- more information the better um going into engagement than marriage yeah mm-hmm. from how marley described it you guys seem like a very systems oriented type people so are there any systems that you guys kind of created together in your marriage now finance tracking table yeah <laughs> okay so we're picking up on that we, we i think we do have systems and maybe that's a question like later we and I should explore because we have them, but we don't actively think about okay. them. So one that we do think about is, is finance. So we have kind of like this, this system set up where mm-hmm. we track our finance goals quarterly. And then we do like a, a big goal revamp and like priority setting time visioning yeah. for the year, every wow. year. And so at the start of 2022, we'll do that. Um, but we have like periodic check-ins throughout um, the year just to make sure we're on track with our finances like getting married is expensive yeah living in dc is expensive being a human is expensive so yeah, yeah. We're, just, we're just on top of that and then as well i think we fell into this rhythm where we have kind of like a weekly marriage meeting okay it's, it's unofficial but there's at some point every week where we kind of just come together and we get out the calendar and we say okay what do we have yeah coming up for this month this week and just remind each other hey i had this planned with so and so i have this planned with you and we're we're planning to go here and drop off this item on, yeah on saturday and we just check in and it usually just kind of falls on it, it's not the same day every week but we have yeah. to have that kind of logistics check in every week like yeah this is this is what's happening mm-hmm. and just in, just in case you forgot we're doing this this and this, this, and this, or I'm doing this, or yeah. we agreed to this earlier in the month or the week. Just wanted to follow up here. That's amazing. I think on a lower level, just on maybe daily tasks mm-hmm. that need to be done. I love washing dishes, so I take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll wash, I'll wash dishes. It's it's therapeutic to me. I can just yeah. It's it's a nothing it's a nothing mode. I can just scrub. We do have kind of defined chores that we. That we that we've settled into. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. You guys haven't had to fight about out. any of the chores or anything, right? Right. He's gonna do the trash. He's gonna do the dishes. <laughs> I'm gonna do this over here. Yeah. And it, it gets done because we know that's our lane. Yep. Yeah. And if it doesn't get done by the other person, mm-hmm. 
one of us steps up and it's not it's not a it's not a big deal it's just i understand marley was out with her friend and this is the time i don't know maybe she's organizing our spreadsheets or you know stuff like stuff like that and i'll be like okay i'll i'll organize a spreadsheet or there was times where you know I'd, marley usually is folding the clothes i'm like okay well i'll fold this time um it's and it's completely fine there's no sort of underlying you didn't do this why didn't you do right. it it's just okay i'll step that's fine with me stepping up and marley does the same thing mm-hmm. yeah. So can you guys talk a little bit about your favorite memory thus far in your past five months? I have two, two answers to this. Okay. Yeah. So. Damn marriage. <laughs> That's a good one. Literally, our <laughs> wedding day, which is, it sounds so cliche, mm-hmm. but our wedding day is exactly what we had curated and what we wanted. Oh, it was so beautiful. It was, it was beautiful. Just, like such a good day. There were so many, the yeah. only thing that could have made it better is if I could have had more of my family friends because we had a very yeah. small wedding just immediate family but total like, of like 13 people yes wow. so but even with that it's like your parents my parents your siblings i'm an only child so just the like just people we love so much mm-hmm. all with us to share that day we had great food we were outside we got we felt really confident and good it was just a really and people were Ate so really kind, amazing food. kind and celebratory with yeah. us so that was an amazing day and then I think my other favorite day is we go to San Francisco quite often. So I'd say like once or twice a year at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and we love, or at least I, this is my favorite memory, so I'll speak for myself. <laughs> I love the day that we were at Dolores Park, just overlooking the city, overlooking San Francisco. We ate acai bowls and just sat in the park. People watched. It was green, lush grass. We had a, I think we both had on hoodies because it was a little slight breeze. It was just such a perfect day to just be outside and enjoy the city. And I just remember sitting there in total peace with you and being like, this is what life should be. Yeah, it, it, it was amazing. A lot of people around, it was in the middle of, it's still, you know, COVID, mm-hmm. but it's just good to see a lot of people mm-hmm. um, out. And that, that was, that was really fun. That's a really good memory. This past trip, mm-hmm. um, I got to go, we, we went to Milwaukee recently to see Dave Chappelle. Oh, wow. And that was amazing. Before that, we were in or- Orlando visiting um, a good friend of mine for a baby dedication. So the merge of multiple trips back to back and seeing if we could do that. <laughs> and we did it. Like three weekends in a row, wow. it was gone. Yeah, which was ridiculous, but fun looking back on it. It's memory will we do it again maybe not but um i'm glad i'm glad we did some trap some traveling together which was yeah memorable yeah um i mean they say you really get to know someone when you travel with them so three weekends back to back that's another system we have we have a we have a travel system i don't i don't know how to describe it but we are very efficient when we travel and it just Mm. feels very systematized do you agree yeah 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 I would love to get a peek into that system. I think a lot of people would need that. We we track how much water we drink. If you want to get down <laughs> down into down into the grid of that, yeah, yeah. That is funny. Okay, so how would you say your individual relationship with God has impacted your marriage thus far? I think I have 
I'll speak for myself. My wife can correct me where I've grown and not grown. <laughs> okay. But I will, <laughs> I will, I'll, I'll speak on a couple areas where I've looked. I've spent a lot of time in the Psalms, mm-hmm. just looking for a lot of wisdom and growing in wisdom, asking for it. God will provide that liberally to those who ask, or freely, or abundantly, whatever translation you want to use. Yeah. Through wisdom, you understand, you're going to understand how to better communicate with your wife. Yeah. Um, you'll understand yourself, how selfish you are as an individual, and thinking about putting me first, um, learning how to put myself aside to uplift and encourage my wife. Not, not even like, oh, when it's hard or when it's good, but just literally in all, all, all times. Some of the first things I've asked for through Psalms is just is just wisdom. You see how close David's relationship is with the Lord and how that impacted him and the relationship there inspiring of how you can as an individual connect with God, how I ask for wisdom, then that shows me how to communicate and be more graceful with my wife show humility to uh, to my wife another one is just sacrificing for my wife um if i ever think about putting me first that just needs to die and be and be put away and i think that's how my individual walk has then affected our our marriage i i'd say my answer is slightly similar i think for me my goal and what i always need to be doing is setting my sights on god putting my thoughts, energy, everything on Jesus and mm-hmm. just use that as my compass. So I just want to prioritize him in everything that I do, everything that I think about and, and make important to myself. And I think when you do that, and not that I do that perfectly because I don't, yeah. um, but when you do that, that means your heart and your mind are set on good things. So he's, I'm thinking about the ways that God has shown me grace and Thank, just thank you for that. And then that translates into me giving grace to my husband and mm-hmm. recognizing he gives grace to me, just keeping that at the top of my mind. Um, similarly, like, you know, just the fruits of the spirit, kindness, peace, patience, love, love. faithfulness, mm-hmm. self-control. I keep my mind on those things yeah. um, and on God. And then those qualities like that I'm trying to mimic and trying to just remember um, that Jesus showed humanity yeah. um, those are the things I also want to carry over to my husband um, and then the people that we know as well so just making sure that I'm um, the person that God has called me to be and the person that the kind of person that I'm proud of as well yeah. but that only comes from God so it's like get your relationship with God right and continue to just try to keep it right because it's always a an active thing and that helps you without having to like put a lot of effort like that puts your heart in the right place and to relate and and be with other people. Yeah. Absolutely. So in talking about um, wisdom, like you kind of just did, Aaron, what is one thing that you wish you knew before getting married? What a husband should do. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, I think a lot of times, just as an individual, let's just forget marriage and step out of marriage Mm -hmm. really quickly. I think a common question in the Christian community is, what's God's will in my life? 
What am I supposed to be doing? Lord, give me a sign. X, X, Y, Z. I think everybody knows or has heard similar statements are very into those. And while there are answers to those that are simple, just because they're simple doesn't mean they're easy to digest. That's true. Um, Now we can move back into marriage or, well, let's keep outside of marriage. Um, What's it? I think Psalms 27. um, God does not, doesn't consider us a a horse that he needs to bit and bridle, something like that. Like he doesn't feel like he needs to control us or give us the reins. So while we give God control, um, he also gives us um, stewardship and ownership yeah. as well. Anyway, stepping back into marriage, I wish I would have known what it meant to be a husband. Again, asking me, asking myself those questions, what should I be doing? And there's a simple answer in um, Ephesians. It's showering my, my wife, showering my bride with the word of God. That is my job. That is my job. And I, I wish somebody would have told me that before marriage, even in premarital counseling, not saying it wasn't hinted at, yeah. but explicitly said. I think I know it hits well for me when you explicitly tell me something. I'm like, yeah, I get that now. Perfect. When you start like hinting around at it, I'm like, okay, I don't really, right. I don't get it. But um, the word of God is clear mm-hmm. on what a husband should be doing for his wife, which is showering her with the word of God. And that's so beautiful. Um, everything else comes out of that. Yeah. But showering your, your, and there's many things you should be doing, but almost everything comes out of that, showering your, your wife with the word of God, um, which is usually pastors or teach any sort of teacher will say, like, I, I teach, you know, they'll teach themselves mm-hmm. while doing some a math equation or a pastor's preaching a sermon is reflected upon, upon them. So when I'm reading my wife the word, I'm also learning myself. Right. I'm like, oh wow, this is this 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 is meant for me. This is clearly for me. Um, so that's I wish I would have known for what I was supposed to be doing before marriage. Good. What a husband's supposed to be doing before marriage. So I never thought that marriage was easy. Okay. Um, but again, I don't think you under you even can be begin to understand marriage until you're in it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, so you. You just you're just humbled by it really um just by like how tough it can be mm-hmm. and i think what i would want to say this to like my my past self is it's not as simple as joining your life um mm. with someone it's joining your life you are doing that but you're doing a whole lot more and you're constantly learning yourself as an individual learning yourself yeah. with your spouse learning yourself as a part of this relationship mm-hmm. and it's just not as simple as, you know, we just live together or we just do the same things or we like do everything together. Right. It's no, I hear him in every single thing that I do. Yeah. And a lot of like my whole world's kind of my paradigm, the way I think is just very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has to be, I'm glad that it is. So it's, I hate that I can't put it into more words, like, it's like specific, like here's a list. I'd yeah. love to be able to give a list, do this, yeah. but <laughs> Just know that it's not as simple as joining your life with someone. It's, it's much more involved than that. And, and it'll be different for everybody, I think. But they'll realize that same, same thing. Absolutely. It's like holding up, like holding up a mirror yeah. to yeah. yourself. Yeah. And that's really hard to palette. Mm-hmm. It's very um, hard. Most of, the, most of the frustration that's ever come from like myself towards Marley mm-hmm. 
when I get by myself, I'm like, wow, that's that's for me. I'm literally looking at myself when I'm saying X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, that's really hard to palate sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to ask you guys to give some advice to the people listening in different, just in different phases of life. So mm-hmm. the first question is, what's a piece of advice you would give couples soon to be entering into marriage i'm gonna talk to the men i'm not talking (laughs) you got it i'm not talking to nobody else talk to the men my big thing is have a well women can have this too but i'm uh address my voice to the men have a non-negotiables list and stick to it do not compromise on that list what do you want from a woman in marriage this can this can be physical characteristics but more importantly emotional emotional characteristics but all these should be founded completely on on the bible not your feelings not what you heard from some relationship guru on youtube yeah yeah maybe financial but not really this really make physical and, and emotional emotional characteristics for example one of just to give some mm-hmm. some of the men an idea. If you wanted to spend time with somebody, what are some of the qualities you would want to be around at when you're at your worst? Think of it like that. Yeah. I want a woman that is kind, but not for me. I want a woman that is kind because she is going to be kind to others. When when I'm not at my best, she is continually kind right. and gracious towards others. Um, patient, because I have a thick skull. Please <laughs> be, be be patient. <laughs> be patient. I want a woman that's patient with me. So um, maybe a third a third one. Ben, I just uh, maybe let's just let those are two emotional. Maybe one physical. Modest. Modesty is is so much better than what you see out there at the club or what you see on Instagram or whatever. No Instagram I mean, daddies. Yeah, no, no, look, look. It, men, stay in the po- stay in the pocket. They're not real. Stay in the pocket. But yes, a non-negotiables list and fill it with like five things that you would want to observe in a woman before you even make a move. I, it took me a year before I ever even spoke to to Marley, who is now my wife. I watched her for a year to see if she had these characteristics. Um, men, this will show your character more as well to see if you're patient and you're kind and gracious um, and focused as I think men should be. Yeah. So Marley, before you answer that, I want to touch on something that Aaron just said. So how did it make you feel that he watched you for a year before he even spoke to you? (laughs) (laughs) I think you should have definitely qualified that statement. No, I'm I'm kidding. Yeah. So I, I I do understand how that could sound very creepy, Mm -hmm. very stalkerish. So just want to give a little context there. Like, like we explained, we went to the same gym, so we saw each other. Around 4 p.m. every day, we were working out for an hour in the same building. Yeah. We could see each other the whole time. So he saw how I interacted with people. 
He saw what kind of workouts I was doing. He saw how I carried myself, all those kinds of things. And I noticed him too. He wasn't alone in, in just noticing me. I mm-hmm. I saw him and he was always really engaged with other people. He would stop his workout to talk to people. I noticed that. Like I noticed that a lot of people knew him. Okay. Um, and when I'm at the gym, I'm not talking to people. So <laughs> I, little things I picked up on, I just, I just, he seemed like a fun guy, but he seemed kind of like, just very confident and a lot of what I assumed about him um I was wrong so I assumed a lot of things about him and then when I actually met him and spent time with him I completely changed my my uh my understanding of him or that he changed it I guess for me so um we both watched each other so just want to put that out there but number two I I understand what he's saying he's explaining you know like in a little bit more detail to me as well that Mm -hmm. he takes time and praise about the decision to approach a relationship yeah. or to like on something. So he, he wants to make sure like he's right with the Lord that um, he's not just being Imp- rash or spontaneous and impulsive. Um, so he prayed about things. He wanted to um, like, just see how I interacted. So I, I don't, I didn't take it in a creepy way mm-hmm. and I still don't. Um, and I appreciate <laughs> that he was, that he was very discerning and slow to make a decision um, and really, thought about the weight of everything that he does and he continues to do that yeah yeah absolutely because relationships are important regardless of relationships that end up in marriage or just female to female male to male parents to children sibling relationships are extremely important and important to the lord important to jesus so they're so important um, and he he teaches us how to model mm-hmm. relationships by his pursuit. Thank you. Uh, by <laughs> by his by his pursuit of us, the church. Yeah. Um, plenty of examples of that. Um, Jesus is always giving words of encouragement to his bride. Mm-hmm. Always, always soft in tone, um, <laughs> encouraging. But anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. So now I'm answering. What was the question? Again? Yes. So the question was, what's one piece of advice you would give to couples soon to be entering into marriage? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus my answer to kind of like that time leading up to your wedding day. Mm-hmm. So I'd say just enjoy that time. I'd say planning a wedding, big or small, is can be very stressful. Yeah. And um, I don't think there's anything, I'm sure there are things you can do to reduce that level of stress, but there's just a lot that goes into it that you don't realize until you start. Mm -hmm. So it it was a stressful time. And I just want to preface that and just give people that heads up where it's like, maybe you don't have a hard, maybe you're doing a really simple ceremony, um, but you might disappoint family members, or maybe you're doing a big extravagant ceremony uh, and there's financial concerns to think about, or, you know, just, just things like that. It just, um, it's really exciting to be engaged and to start that road, mm-hmm. but just give yourself like extra time, give yourself extra leniency and ask people for help. If you, if that's healthy and manageable and you can accept the help yes. and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So just, um, take your time there. And I'd say as well, um, the wedding day is awesome. Like we said, that's one of our favorite memories, but also the first year of marriage is such a time of learning, exploration, hardship, mm-hmm. adjustment. So that is yeah. something to look forward to as well and to just keep your sights on because it can just be like a lot to focus on the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to make sure you're taking care of yourself beyond. That's not like a pinnacle. It's a 
checkpoint really that wedding day you think about it as a pinnacle but yeah it's a checkpoint so yeah, yeah just think about the long term think about your whole year of your first year of manage and the wedding day is the first day of that absolutely okay so what is one piece of advice you would give to single people who desire to be married so i have i have two pieces of advice for this okay. number one Tell God who you want. So if you have an idea, like those non-negotiables that you were talking about, if you have an idea of who you'd like to be with, what types of qualities that person will have, how they'll make you feel, like how you'll be in that relationship, because that's something to consider as well. It's not just about them. It's about who you will be in that relationship as well. Like give it to God. um, Pray about it. I literally have like a, a journal prayer that I wrote to God asking for my ideal person. And and so in so this is not to sound like cliche or like oh my gosh but literally like Aaron meets everything in one way or another mm-hmm. God God does it in His way and it'll align with what you wanted but it'll be even yeah. better yeah. and it'll be different how you have envisioned it and so that's part of the great part about it but He answered all my prayers in bringing me someone who's so complimentary and brings what I lack and compliments me in certain ways and likes the things that I like, but also has completely different interests and experiences. So um, just, yeah, write down what you want, speak it to God, pray on it. Even if it's just one time, I think I did that one time. I didn't dwell on it. Um, and then years later, I have that. And that's amazing um, if that's what you want. And I'd say the second piece of that is to put yourself in situations and around people who are like what you want. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's say you want who's positive and respectful and humble and all, all these qualities and likes snowboarding like go go join a snowboarding group. like put yourself in situations where you're going to meet people yeah. even if you're not looking for someone but just and i'd say don't go with the intention of looking for someone go genuinely be around people who energize you and make you feel good mm-hmm. that part. and that is going like, to lift you up bring you up and it's going to allow you to meet more people and just continue to know yourself but you'll get closer to finding someone who enjoys what you enjoy, who has those qualities, if you're putting yourself in those situations. And I'd say, like, some people do that through dating apps. I understand that, like, it can be hard to meet people, especially mm-hmm. in a city, which sounds counterintuitive. But, <laughs> like, I'd say use dating apps if that's if that's what you're doing. But also make sure you're, like, COVID aside, like, getting out there, yeah. you know, and just having fun and putting yourself in those kinds of situations without necessarily intention of just finding a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for me, uh, my my marriage advice could have been for the single <laughs> advice. Um, and just to add on to to what my wife said, my non negotiables mm-hmm. were not only met but exceeded. Some of the things I didn't even know what to pray for. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, God, these are these are some things that I really would love and I and enjoy, and that I know that would not only help me but help me as in me, but grow me and challenge me. These are the things, Lord, that I want just the same as my wife, but he, he exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Um, completely. There are things that my wife does for me that I can't even explain. That wasn't even put into prayer. Yeah. You know what I mean? God said, here, th- these are the qualities that you'll have in, in, in a wife. Hmm. Again, though, I talk to the men as being single, are you are you ready to be last always? Always thinking of your wife and put it in 
pointing her towards Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, are you willing to sacrifice your routine? And that's not even to say that you will have to sacrifice your routine, but are you willing? Um, because you, you have to think of yourself last. When you have kids, it'll be your wife and kids <laughs> and then you. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be, you know, whatever you were able to do as a single person, I was able to just ride my bike around town at all hours and whenever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Not that I can't do that, but I actually really love spending time with my wife. So yeah. that's kind of gone out the, the back burner. Um, also, maybe for one thing maybe I have for women is that can you respect and admire your husband even though he may, even though maybe he hasn't done something admirable for two days, are you going to find something nice to say to him yeah. anyway? Are you going to respect him, although he may not be meeting your every need in that moment? Um, because your husband is not your husband is not perfect. So yeah, all right, women, are you ready to respect and admire your husband, even though maybe he can be less than admirable? Men, are you ready to be last? Mm-hmm. So think about if you if you if you can't do those things before you get into a relationship, uh, don't bother. That's good. I, respectfully, respectfully. <laughs> Man, that's really good. Aaron, you be having all the all the nuggets, all the wisdom. Ask it; he'll give it liberally, but it's not mine. <laughs> I promise it doesn't come from me. That's that's for sure. That's real. Okay, so now I have the last question and a question that I'm asking to everyone on this season. What have you been influenced by lately? It could be a person, a scripture, a book, a movie, literally anything. So what have you been influenced by lately? Two things. A book, Urban Apologetics, by Dr. Eric Mason out of, I think he's Epiphany Epiphany Fellowship in Philadelphia. Just started reading that. Really good for anybody that's into apologetics. I think for Black people or people of color in general, Mm -hmm. but Black people more specifically in this book, um, just giving you confidence in how to defend your faith. Sometimes we don't have the tools. Um, I'm not a PhD, I'm not a PhD in Christian theology. Um, I don't think that the common person isn't. Mm -hmm. So reading this book would help. Additionally, I love Dr. Miles Monroe. Okay. Just, just some really good nuggets. There's some, a lot of YouTube sermons, there's conflicting opinions about him, but he has some he has some really good advice for relationships. I think that is a, a, a lot of it. Um, I would say ninety eight percent of what of what he says is really is undisputable. So I'd go watch him and make up your own mind. But those are two things I would I would recommend or that I'm into at the moment as well. Awesome. So I'm going to go a lot less profound and meaningful, <laughs> but shout out to baked oatmeal for breakfast. <laughs> That's literally my favorite I love it. right now is baked oatmeal. If you haven't seen it on YouTube, TikTok, whatever, it's like the hottest new version of oatmeal. It's been around for a while, but it blew up recently. And there's so much you can do with it. You can have like chocolate chip baked oats. You can have berry. You can have banana nut baked oats. So many variations. What's your but favorite? It's something that... My favorite right now is berry. Okay. So I make my oatmeal, put a bunch of berries in it, put it in the oven, and when it comes out, it's like eating pie. Mm. It's like eating it berries. smells amazing. 
It smells it's amazing. So, so good. So yeah, had to had to throw some food in there. <laughs> um, check it out if you haven't already. Awesome. I love it. So I know you guys aren't super on social media, but if you want people to find you, feel free to share your handles. If not, that's totally fine. On the block. Um, <laughs> y'all, can find me. y'all can find me on the block at your local gym. LinkedIn is about as social media as I okay. get. So yeah. find me on LinkedIn. Say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. That's good. We can connect. <laughs> I love it. You're going to get some professional connections. It's going to be great. (laughs) Cool. Cool. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciated talking with you and getting to know you more and hearing a little bit about your story. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Brianna. It was really fun to talk to you and share share everything with you. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. That's it for this episode of the Influence Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to use hashtag InfluencePod when talking about the podcast on social media. Give us a rate and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Brianna Monet. Until next time, deuces. <laughs>